0: Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas, who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. For this episode, I have another successful intermittent faster. This time it's Canadian, Wendy Nicholson. She has a very impressive story. She doesn't even look the same. She's a podcaster and author too, so grab those links in the show notes and meet Wendy right after this. It's that exciting time of my podcast where I get to tell you about Akel's Carpet One. That's right, the flooring company in Central Arkansas is more than flooring. Go to their website, see what I'm talking about akelscarpet You'll see that yes it is flooring. That is the headquarters for flooring for the state of Arkansas, but also Richard Akel and his team can get you the cabinets you need if you're building a home, if you're remodeling, if you want to do something in the bathroom and you want the fancy tile and and the look of marble, if you want the luxury vinyl plank, that's the flooring everybody's going for right now because of its durability. But the fact that Acles Carpet One beats the big box store prices, well, let me just tell you, my producer of the Lisa Fisher said podcast, he's a hard sell. He's looking for the best deal to the penny. And Darren went to Acles Carpet One, and Acles Carpet One beat the big box store price by X amount. He knows to the penny because that's how he's wired. And at Acles Carpet One, that's how they're wired to beat the price and to give you the best service, the best installation, the best installers, and the best service after the sale. You're dealing with a family who cares about you, the customer. Who says that anymore? Aclescarpet1.com. She won most talkative in high school and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. Okay, folks. I do love a good intermittent fasting story. I caught Wendy's on uh, one of the social media platforms. The great thing about Facebook for now is that it's still free to take advantage of these Facebook groups and uh, following Dr. Jason Fung and uh, his social media platforms is a great way to connect with people. Your intermittent fasting story sounds incredible. So walk us through it. How did you find it? Where did you come from and where are you now? It's great to meet you, Lisa. I really appreciate you uh, inviting me on
1: your podcast. Um, I've got an interesting story, um, but I won't go into too many details. Uh, I've got several different careers I've had, uh, but mostly what I'll talk about is yeah, my, oh, I, my I weight them all. loss journey. Oh, okay. You can tell them all. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I used to be very religious. Um, fairly extreme uh, evangelical Christianity. So I ended up becoming a missionary to Brazil for 15 years um, and uh, raised three children and then changed careers, um, went on for a second marriage. And now I'm single again. And uh, at the end of the second marriage, I started putting on weight. Um, I'd been a yo-yo dieter for All my years since I can remember my first diet at about age 12. My grandpa was on diets and he handed me a book, and it, you know, the rest is history up and down, up and down. I never was really into the obese category till about um, 2017, and my marriage wasn't doing well. And I had had a mini stroke, and my neurologist said, Oh, you shouldn't exercise, which was about the worst (laughs) advice he could give me. So I, you know, just started. You know, eating more and not exercising. I had a sit-down job, and and just got into this whole other category of being overweight that I had not been familiar with, um, and I started having health problems. I had high blood pressure. I'd never had high blood pressure before. I had high cholesterol. I had diverticulitis. All these things, and it was like, you know, that my weight and what I eat has got to be related to this. So I started learning more about it. And um, I did I, I did intermittent fasting, but didn't know there was a title for it <laughs> when I first started losing weight in 2019 and um, lost about 15 pounds. And then 2020 came along, COVID hit. And um, I already was working from home. So I had, you know, I was sitting at a computer all the time, not exercising much. And, and I, yeah, it was just, I wasn't feeling healthy Um, I wasn't happy with my body at all and was wearing the same, you know, stretch pants every day. You know, I just my my wardrobe was non-existent, basically just baggy clothes and, you know, just feeling depressed. And my second marriage had ended and I was trying to online date and thinking, oh, well, are guys going to like me at this at this body weight? You know, I was like 210 pounds and I didn't seem to have a problem finding guys liking a larger curvy woman which was interesting you know because our our world assumes that you know we need to be pencil thin like the models but um so I so I accepted my body at that weight uh in a different way because you know I was accepted by you know by online dating you know by men or whatever but my health was just not doing well. And I was I hated, you know, having things just break down on me, my body was just sort of breaking down. And I thought, you know, I've got to figure this out. So, so I started uh, researching it a little bit more, and discovered Dr. Fung's video. And, and it was like the light bulb came on, you know, oh, okay, this makes sense. Give your body a rest. Don't eat so much, you know, you know, and, and you're all the different diets I'd been on. I'd tried paleo back in twenty twelve and um other other diets, Weight Watchers and stuff, and you know, it's like food um calories in, calories out. Count your calories. Um and and then, you know, the eighty twenty rule, you know, like you can eat eighty percent good food and then cheat twenty percent of the time. Well, none of those actually made sense and really got to the root of the problem and once I was, you know, listening to Dr. Fung's videos and some other um, doctors online, Dr. Uh, Robert Sywes, um, and some other people, I was like, oh yeah, I've got a carb addiction. And so I went down that rabbit hole and I had a friend who had been a smoker for a long time and I was talking to him and I thought, there's some connection here to quitting smoking and quitting carbs and, and yeah. So I just started, you know, learning more about what it's like to quit smoking. I've researched that because there's not a lot online about quitting carbs. <laughs> so quitting smoking and understanding the connection, you know, between having, you know, having something to put in your mouth every hour, you know, and that tactile thing, holding something, having something in your mouth, all of that thing related to it, not, not even addressing the nicotine or, what sugar does to us and that connection where it's a chemical issue um and yeah so i really looked at that and started understanding that i have an addiction and that was freeing for me because it was like okay i'm not a bad person because i'm overweight right now i'm not a bad person because i can't resist that brownie and that cookie you know it's this is something outside of my control and it's it's um but I can control it in another way. It's outside of my control and that it's a chemical thing going on. It's a habit. It's this thing that I've gotten used to. I mean, I was a baker. I went to cooking cooks training, you know, college. I was known for decorating cakes. I was known for my cinnamon buns and my cookies. And so it wasn't just even my own addiction. It was my identity you know, and that, oh yeah, mom can bake like crazy. She can bake anything and she'll make us pancakes every Saturday morning. And so I started grieving. And that's what I mentioned in my, in my um, post on Facebook is I have had to deal with the grief, the grief of saying I might never bake bread again and putting my bread machine in the closet. I might never decorate a cake again. I might never make cookies again. And I cried about that, you know, like it was, (laughs) It's making me tear up right now because, yeah, it was my identity, you know, so much of our identity can be in what we create for people and what we do for people. And, you know, as a mother, you want to create meals for your family. And I didn't realize, you know, I'm not creating the best food for them if I've loaded it with sugar and loaded it with carbs and, you know, that comfort food that we've gotten so used to. and so. Yeah, it, it, it was a really eye-opening experience and then it re, then all of the puzzle pieces fit together and I realized, okay, this is why I have had no success losing weight in 35 years or keeping it off, maintaining the weight loss. And so from then on, it became easy because once I hacked that, once I figured that out that yes, I was addicted to carbs... And how can I live without the carbs? How can I grieve grieve about it and move on? The rest is history, literally. I it is it's just been amazing, amazing of how I don't have to think about it anymore once those things are out of my life, and um, yeah it's pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy that I discovered Dr. Fung, if nothing else. Well,
0: there are a lot of things to unpack in what you said. Uh, One thing you are a fellow Canadian with Dr. Fung, so he can say a, and you could understand him. (laughs) I can totally understand him. And I love everything about him. And he is definitely who I call the medical and scientific father of intermittent fasting. There are other people who are thought leaders, but he really was He was a trailblazer for people and especially helping as a nephrologist because a nephrologist would see people in end-stage renal disease and type two diabetics who are, because the kidneys are taxed so much when your insulin is high. And so it all goes back to insulin. And and you mentioned several things, Wendy. One thing you mentioned that you said in the beginning was as an online dater in my online profile, I weighed more than maybe what you're... What you thought was an ideal weight for you, right? An ideal yeah. image. But you said the online community was more embraced more of the curvy woman. Woman. Yes. But what you're, you're, I think I'm hearing you say is Wendy didn't embrace the curvy woman because not the way you looked, the way insulin resistance makes you feel. And it it almost goes back to what Lizzo is saying. Lizzo, obviously huge leader with young people and she's morbidly obese, but she says, everybody back off. I'm fine. I'm healthy. But she's not because morbid, this is what Dr. Fung says, morbid obesity has a root cause that nobody's addressing. We're trying to address it. And that's insulin resistance and insulin resistance is what makes you feel bad. Yeah. And so yeah. you felt bad as, how much did you say you weighed? 210? 210. Yeah. And what do you, do you say what you weigh now? 130. That's a lot of weight sister. Yeah. That's that. I'm not good at math, but I think that's 80 pounds. It's a third. It's a third of my body. That, that is, that is <laughs> insane. Yeah. Do you feel better now? Not because you're thin, but see, you're, you're not insulin resistant. You're insulin yeah. sensitive now. How do you feel? Yeah. I, I
1: feel amazing. Like I, I don't crave foods. I have to remind myself to have a meal. I literally (laughs) have to remind myself. I don't crave, I'm not hungry, ever. I don't feel that hunger feeling anymore. And I'm not like, oh, I gotta go get it, You know, gotta go get something to eat. Cause I have cleaned up my kitchen, cleaned up my fridge so that the temptation foods that were there for so many years are not there. Because like a recovering uh, smoker, if you hand them a cigarette, they right, could right. go back. And right. I tell people, don't give me this because I could go back. Don't get, don't hand me a chocolate bar. Give me one piece. That's all. Only allow me one piece because I could go back. And when you have that much history, that m- many times that you've given into that habit, you can't. I can't trust myself yet.
0: But it's it's getting easier. It's getting getting easier. It is a part of an addictive component. The other thing Dr. Fung says that I think is profound, and he was the first one also who told us calories in, calories out, is a flawed paradigm. Those are his exact words. But part of it, he says, is because we're hormonally wired to eat and to stop. And so yeah. it wasn't your fault, Wendy. You were hormonally wired. The more carbs you ate, the more carbs you craved. And the yeah. more carbs you craved, the more insulin resistant you got. And the fatter you got. And the more insulin yeah. resistant you got. And the So you see, it was yeah, part yeah. of a cycle. And that's why Dr. Fung is always so sweet to me or generous to say. It's not your fault.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I you, know. It's fantastic to hear yes, that. Yes.
0: It's very freeing because mm-hmm. self-loathing... Creates cortisol, which gives you a big belly, yeah. and it makes you. And yeah. when you hate yourself, you can't get out and go for that walk because you hate yourself. Yeah. So we've got to stop with the mindset that we're bad and I that know. that what we did was bad. We were following our hormonal instincts. You're saying your hormones are so imbalanced, Wendy, that you sometimes forget to eat. Now, if you went long enough, you probably would remember to eat, but I bet you don't overeat because your hormones are so wired. So he says your cholecystokinin, I've done a deep dive on this because I'm heard <laughs> Cholecystokinin is the one that is fired. It's triggered from the uh, apostat in the brain to tell yeah. us to stop eating. Well, yours yeah. works perfectly now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yours I, didn't work before. Yeah. So the other day I, or
1: like a couple of days ago, I wasn't feeling good. I thought, well, maybe I've had, maybe I have COVID. I have a headache. And I, so I thought, I know how to fast. I'll just stop eating. I'll just let my body deal with whatever it is. And I it's such a it's like a tool that I can use. So yeah, I didn't eat for probably 23, 24 hours. I still wasn't hungry. You know, it was just like my body's just sort of on autopilot now, you know, and I and I fuel it when it needs fuel and or when I feel like okay, I better eat something. Um, I've learned to cook from scratch all the time now. Because uh, the grocery store is not my friend <laughs> most of the time, um, so I, you know, buy meat and vegetables at Costco and and stock up, and then I, you know, bulk cook. And yeah, it's a very different way to eat. That's for sure. Do you find yourself
0: now ever eating past fullness?
1: Uh, no, I hate that feeling now. Like, isn't I that just, amazing? I, I don't want to eat fast fullness. Why? Why would I? Right? You know?
0: Right. Yeah, And it's funny, sometimes when I'm eating, if it's something I really love, I almost try to get in the bites of everything on the plate I really love because I know once my full meter goes off, I can't eat anymore. And yeah. Not that I yeah. I stuff my face at all, but uh, I look at my plate going, I love the chicken salad. Oh, and I love yeah. the pimento salad. Oh, and there's banana bread with cream cheese. I got to take a couple of bites of everything because <laughs> yes. once, and that's what Dr. Fung is saying, and that's what my deep dive, because I'm a nerd He said the cholecystokinin won't fire until you've had fat and protein and once you've had fat and protein then the brain says oh you've had enough food he said packaged foods and dr bickman from why we get sick says foods bought in boxes and bags with barcodes don't fire the signal the cholecystokinin to tell you you're satisfied that's why you were saying you only eat yeah. the meats and vegetables because the grocery store, the inside of the grocery store is not our yes. friend because it won't, nope. the lace potato chips will never tell you you're satisfied no, but the two no. baked potatoes would. Yeah. So yeah, definitely new eating habits. So you started in 2020 um, and, and let's talk about, you had a life of struggle in that you were living in a life that was not conducive to who you are your authentic self is, you you said that in living, you know, your, maybe your first marriage that ended, that produces cortisol, cortisol produces the fat around our belly. And it makes us larger. Even if we think I've nothing has changed, you know, I don't know what's changed. Then you had a second marriage that also failed. That is more okay. If Dr. Fung says we're hormonally wired to eat and to stop, those are more hormones that messed with all that. Mm Mm-hmm. And then really the online dating world is probably stressful. I've never encountered <laughs> that. I've been married for 35 years. I, I, yeah. I can't imagine what you go through in, cause you really, you know, it's, it's a difficult, difficult waters to navigate, but that is yeah. probably stressful too. So what are you doing now to relieve, reduce your stress from outside influences like online dating or kids who are parents who are aging and kids who are making stupid choices because they're teenagers yeah. and all that?
1: Well, actually, my two marriages were very stressful. And when I left those, it was just this huge weight, actually. Wow. That, um, that fell away. So the online dating has been super fun. Good. I'm glad I got it in before COVID. 2019, I dated a lot and experimented a lot and tried a lot of things that I'd never tried in my two very conservative marriages. So um, it's actually been fun. It hasn't been stressful since COVID. I've noticed online dating has totally changed. Everyone is so shy and so scared, which is too bad. But um, so people who are just coming into online dating, what they're experiencing is not what I experienced in 2019 when everybody, you know, everyone was free for all and as, you know, date as many people as you could. So I'm glad I got that in <laughs> Good. because I, ne- I never got to have my 20, you know, I didn't get to sow my wild oats. I was super conservative and married, you know, ni- engaged at 19, had my three kids early. So, um, you know, I'm sort of getting to getting to uh, experiment a little bit more in life now. Have never been drunk. Uh, I got high for the first time two months ago. Like I've, I've lived a quite a conservative life up till now. So so stress-wise, um, yeah. So does this, wait, hold it,
0: hold it. Does this mean you're going to concerts, you're going to ragers and they're- No, no, they're not body that surfing. wild. body surfing, like are you going that far? <laughs> okay.
1: I'm 52, I have to act my age. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> No, are I am kids, doing it my kids, kids are house? helping me stay young. Yeah, okay. I've got my twenty nine year old son. He's been living in South America learning Spanish. my twenty seven year old daughter just got married last week. Um, and my twenty three year old daughter still lives with me. So they keep me young, and um those are yeah, my they, kids'
0: ages as well, the same. yeah, my kids' ages. Now, um, so you got to wear a skinny girl dress at that wedding then?
1: I did. It was like size six, I think. Yeah. It was great. How
0: how tall are you?
1: (laughs) I'm five, five. Okay. That's awesome. I bet you're smaller than that. I was wearing size 20. I actually outgrew Costco when I was my heaviest. I was probably more than 210 pounds. I stopped weighing myself for like two years. Right. But, um, yeah, I, Costco, like back then was, I think size 20 was their highest, uh, size and I, bought a pair of pants and they were too small on me. I was like, I can't even wear Costco clothes. So yeah, now I'm about a size six. So yeah, it's awesome. I love wearing skinny clothes. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry what I look like when I walk out of the house. I just like, yeah, I fit the clothes and I keep fitting the clothes. That's how I know I'm not gaining or losing the weight. The clothes just stay the same. I don't have to have multiple sizes. Right.
0: You don't (laughs) have to worry about the season thinking yeah. oh shoot i was skinny last summer will they fit this summer <laughs> yeah it all's the same because yeah. i it's haven't all the changed same. yeah that's a real comfort too someone told me once she said "Of least of all the things you've ever said on your podcast i love i loved it when you said season by season i don't have to tremble thinking mm, yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to fit this year because i i haven't my size doesn't change which yeah. is very freeing um and because the other thing that you're doing is in your hormonal journey is your sex hormones. So you, if you haven't faced menopause yet, this is the best tool to help you get through it because I've never had a hot flash. Um, I haven't had the weight gain all because I've been time-restricted eating since, I guess, uh, five years now for me. So um, that's a, another wonderful tool. And this is part of our tool kit is fasting as part of our toolkit. So yep. in your fasting toolkit, tell me what, with Dr. Fung, I'm trying to think, does he tell people, cause you were obese, he really tells obese people to start and do a fast from Monday to Friday sometimes. Did you ever yeah. start by ripping off the band-aid or did you start with like a 16 and eight? Um, remind me to go back
1: and talk about menopause. Um, okay. But yeah, I'll answer this question. Um, I tried the extended fasting three different times. Um, I did a 44 hour um, one and maybe 40 hours and maybe 33. and I had terrible headaches. I just uh, I tried the pickle juice, yeah. I tried the bone broth and I just my headaches were just awful. So I okay. went back to the 23 or 24 hour. So it's I saw it like that's intermittent fasting and then the extended fasting was the t- more than 24. So I, I only tried it three times. Um, and just did not like it at all. So I thought, okay, I'm just gonna lower my expectations of losing the weight fast and say, okay, I'm just gonna do, you know, one med or two-med, you know, the t- one meal a day or two meal a day. Um, and I aimed for one pound a week. The last 50 pounds um, in 2021, I aimed for losing one pound a week. So I knew, okay, that's, you know, 50 weeks. So I had a long-term goal um, and I had charts on the wall and I would, I didn't change my goal in terms of, I wanted to get to 130 pounds, but I changed my method as things, you know, as I tried something, it didn't work. I'd try something else it didn't work. I'd add exercise. I'd take exercise away. um, Different, you know, I'd take out Dairy for a while. I'd take out nuts for a while. Different things I'd try, and so I, it was changing—not changing my goal, but changing the method of how I got there. And I just was determined. I've got to do this because I don't want to be one of these people that gets older and you know loses their mobility, uh, loses their you know a vitality in that way. I th- I'm I'm too young for that. I, I I I don't want. I want to be around for my kids. You know. So and then ironically, in the middle of that, talking about menopause, um, last summer, I started having uh, symptoms, had some biopsies. And seven weeks ago, I actually had a full hysterectomy to deal with. Um, oh, bless uh, your some, heart. Oh, and and the <clears throat> biopsy showed I did have cancer. Pretty so cancerous. I think, yeah, so mm. the so fingers crossed the cancer doesn't return since they took everything out um but because of that i'm not able to go on estrogen so i do get the hot flashes so now it's like okay well this is the next project will intermittent fasting take away those hot flashes because i can't be on hormone replacement therapy so i'm i'm trying to be more strict and more strict as the weeks go on to see if yeah if my hot flashes because they're they're awful i I wake up every hour. I'm so sorry. At night. Well, I so. just
0: interviewed two experts in the bioidentical field and they yeah. have the research. This is not medical advice, but they have the yeah. scientific research that women who have had even breast cancer can take bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, right? Uh, therapy. It's wise and well is the name of their uh, Instagram site. It's a, okay. uh, a podcast episode um, in, was that May, uh, Darren's looking right now, May of 2022. And again, I, it doesn't matter to me. I don't get a commission whether you have hot flesh or not. Right. But (laughs) I want women, I want to partner with women to feel their best. Yeah. Yeah. And menopause can suck. Yeah. It can absolutely suck. Um, if you, if you don't have the bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, uh, yeah. therapy, so they even say that the science from um, the WHI studies were of that the doctors were getting their information from are erroneous because the women were seventy five years old, they were morbidly obese. And, oh wow! And so that's not who you are. Yeah. You're in your fifties yeah. and you're very thin. So remember what feeds cancers is yep. high insulin. You don't have high insulin. So I'm yeah. just encouraging you to yep. um, wise and well, and it's a Lisa Fisher said podcast for May of 2022. You can find it wherever okay. you get your podcast. So um, okay. I send that podcast now to women all the time because I, I'm a health coach. And so women, a lot of times their first pushback is, oh, my sister had one girl who's in her 60s, her sister had breast cancer. And that's yeah. the one they addressed that day for me. And then I have another client right now who's 42, who cried on the phone with me last week. She weighs 240 pounds. She usually weighed 140, but yeah. she had breast cancer, COVID hit. I mean, all the things Right. and right. cried on the phone. And so I just sent her to my healthcare provider here. So someone yeah. who speaks that language, but I just want women to feel their best. And that's it. I've never had a hot yeah. flash, but I've been on bioidentical uh, hormone replacement therapy. Yeah, probably off and on for 15 years. Um, I started progesterone in my 40s because I started okay. getting the 3 a.m. wake up. The 3 a.m. wake yeah. up, the first sign of that could be your adrenals, can be your liver detoxing. But it's often for a woman. If you yeah. wake up and you're wide awake and you can't go back to sleep, it's often a, that progesterone dip. So I started with Interesting. that. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just okay. saying I have kind of played this game. And because I am, yeah. I told you before we started, 100 years old. And I said, I look great for a hundred, uh, because I'm a hundred, I'm not a hundred, but I have, uh, lived a long life and I've tried all the things. So enough about me. Now let's go back to you. So you started then, um, you've done some of the long fast, longer fast, um, are not the right thing for you. And what you're showing me, Wendy, is fasting is very bio-individual. What works for yes. you may not work for Darren, may work for me, may not work for Jeffrey, may work for my husband, you know, we're all different. So someone yeah. listening though, I like that they can hear that you still lost an incredible, an impressive amount of weight by doing one meal a day or two, meal yeah. a day, two meals a day. Yeah. My friends, I've made no secret that I do love intermittent fasting. It's because it changed my life in 2017, not just on the scale. There's just 10 pounds on the scale, but it freed me from the constant obsession with being hungry all the time, never being satisfied. It regulated my sex hormones It regulated my hunger hormones. It lowered my need for thyroid medicine. I still have to take it because I kind of have a dead thyroid, but I'm telling you what it did for me. And that's why I talk so much about it in my podcast. Do you need help starting your journey? You know, someone introduced me and now I want to introduce you to intermittent fasting. You can do that by emailing me fasting at com. Link is in the show notes. I do monthly classes. I do one-on-one. I do all the things to help partner with you so that you can be the best you can be. Now, fasting, it's not about weight loss. It's the health plan with the side effect of weight loss. You can start changing your life now with intermittent fasting. Go to the show notes for more information. So that first week, so when you find, so you kind of had done, you said intermittent fasting and that you probably skipped breakfast in the very beginning and didn't know you were skipping. Yep. You didn't know you were fasting, right? Yeah, yes. Because we were always told we had to eat every 10 minutes or we were going to die. I know, I know, I know. And that kept you fatter. It keeps us fatter by doing that. Mm-hmm. So with you, when you finally got the Dr. Fung videos, which I'm going to write this down right now, uh, that's for the show notes, Dr. Fung videos, because I just listened to him. I'm such a nerd. I get ready in the morning, brushing my teeth, put on my makeup, and Dr. Fung sits right here. And I've got YouTube playing a <laughs> yes. Dr. Fung because yeah. he is fascinating. And he's so yeah. humble and and so gracious and just th- so many things about him is just so smart. So yeah. did you start then? Did you start then with a true 18 and six window, do you think, of what the definition of 18 and 6 is?
1: Um yes, I was, I guess I yeah, I started cutting out breakfast and pushing it more and more, and then I got the fasting app. I, forget oh, which what Fastic yeah. or something. Yeah, so then Fastic it would, one, you know, yeah. I could remind myself, you know, okay, I'm not going to eat until two o'clock. And I'd have, you know, charts and lists and stuff and keep my window, you know, eat at two o'clock and then eat at six and then nothing more. Um, So that kind of a thing I definitely did for the first maybe month or two, but then it got boring. I, I have moderate ADHD, so I get bored, bored from things. So I got to move on. <laughs> Yes, I got to move on to, to other stuff. And so um, I realized, okay, I've, I've used that's working for me. Now it's a habit. I don't need that anymore. So this is what I was saying about changing the methods, but not changing the end goal. Yeah. And so I also paid for one month of the fasting program back in March of 2021.
0: Oh, his program, Dr. Fung? Yeah, his
1: program. His program online, which yeah. has lots of videos and Zoom calls. So I it's, probably had attended it, maybe four Zoom calls oh, per week. Good, and those were really good because I w- it was like I was you know it, they're virtual, they're online, yeah. but you're you can see people and you hear the people talking. I think Megan's on one of them, and a couple other people were on them, and so it was sort of like okay, this is my support group for quitting carbs. That's how I saw it. This was my AA for carb addiction. That's, you know, that's how I could put it into my, my mind. So I just did that, paid for it for one month. And then I thought, okay, I've got enough tools. I've got enough resources. I'm going to do this on my own, but I'm going to keep on the Facebook group. And that was invaluable because everybody's telling about all their experiences. And so it's like, it's this collective knowledge, you know, this anecdotal knowledge that was just fantastic for me and i just ate it up and read everyone's comments and um so that was that was very helpful cuz i saw okay this is like a support group for me this is, yeah, it's this a community. is my people yes. we're all doing absolutely. this together absolutely and um, i still see it that way and i never want to leave the group because you know i want it to, i you know we're we're with each other in the tr- in the trenches and we're all going through the same thing we all have weight we want to lose or we want to get in better health so that was that was very helpful Um, so I think the, you know, starting at eight, yeah, 18, six, uh, 20 and four, 22 and two, 23 and one, all of those combinations of intermittent fasting, I would try them. And I, I wasn't religious about it and saying, okay, I'm always going to do this. I, I thought, okay, I'm going to do the ADF. And I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't get past those extended fasting. But if I, let's say if I did have diabetes, if I did have all these other things, I think I would, I would do the more extreme version. For me, it was, you know, I, I had diverticulitis and I had the high cholesterol and the high blood pressure. Those were my three main things that I had. So it wasn't as extreme. My doctor wasn't tell- My doctor was more overweight than I was. He wasn't telling me to do <laughs> like, this. Oh, my, my dietitian. Gosh. I went to see a dietitian and she was more overweight than I was and she said, "Oh, just go, you know, your blood pressure your um blood pressure's high. Let's just go on blood pressure medicine." I said, "No, I'm uh, not. I mm-hmm. cannot go on more meds." I was already on a statin at that point. And they go, "No." I was, yeah. So I um so I, I guess for me, it was, yeah, I didn't try the extreme versions. I, I, I weaned myself into it in terms of no breakfast. That, that was the key. That's if I could do without start. breakfast, that was I think that's the best one to start on. Yeah. And then, you know, see if you can go till lunch and then maybe put it to one o'clock and then maybe two o'clock. Yeah,
0: I found this um, from Tim Biohacker. That's how you can find him on Instagram. It's a disclaimer. It says, I'm not a medical doctor or nutritionist, so please be sure to check with your obese doctor and malnourished nutritionist (laughs) if eating the meat your ancestors have eaten for millions of years is right for you, or if you're better (laughs) off sticking to the industrial sludge, which sponsors them. that's priceless you just gave that story (laughs) fat doctor fat nutritionist because western trained um traditional medical school doesn't know in the u.s there's no nutrition courses and nutrition then well nutritionists learned that you had to eat every two hours i've been on um because i've been kind of this vocal person for the intermittent fasting community I've been on TV and radio and podcasts debating, and it's always always a dietitian who tells me, yeah. now Lisa patronizes me. Now, Lisa, this yeah. is good for you, but for our clients who are type two diabetic, they have to eat every two hours. And I, yeah. I'm i saying, no, they don't. No. Stop with that. In fact, Dr. Fung and Dr. Bickman both say, so those people, once they get so sick, Wendy, they put them, so metformin and glucophage are ways to kind of mitigate the insulin issue. So it it's right. not a bad thing, but it's better yeah. if your body can work on its own. And then yeah. if you still were having trouble, then they give people insulin. And Dr. Fung and Dr. Bickman both say it's like giving an alcoholic alcohol yeah. because yeah. You, the last thing they need it's, is yeah. insulin. They have too much <laughs> insulin. So uh, what you're saying is all very important. Yeah. Now, just to clarify for our audience, Dr. Fung has the, I think it's called the Institute for Dietary Management. What's it called? IDM intensive dietary management, right? IDM. Okay. And he does with Megan Ramos. Is that Ramos or Ramos? How do you say it in Canada?
1: Uh, Ramos is how I would Ramos. say it. Okay. Long it f- okay. I forget how she pronounces it. Yeah.
0: Well, I watch, um, she, or I listen to her podcast. She's got a great podcast. Of course, listen yeah. to the Lisa Fisher said podcast first and then switch over, but she does one with, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I think a nurse practitioner or PhD. I can't remember. Yeah. Nadia, maybe her name. Um, yeah, Nadia. And they do. They do a great podcast. But what you're saying, too, is it's kind of the whole it takes a village concept. We are very community. And mm-hmm. we know that as Christians, we know that as addicts, we know that as mamas, we know that as children, we like to be with people who are like minded yeah. because the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And so yeah. for you to say you felt very good and validated in that, I think is valuable, yeah that yeah. you were in that program. So you can join it then for a month, his uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Fung's program. okay, good as far as I know. yeah, I used to be very, like
1: I had said before, I used to be very religious. I was in the church and then at age 40 I left I left religion, left the church. And miss that community. I miss that, you know, that group of people. So coming into this, you know, this online community that we all have this in common has been very, you know, beneficial in that way. But I would, I would say that um, I have, I've, I've had this feeling that I don't want to get stuck also in rehashing like i don't want to be stuck and always known as the person who lost the 80 pounds too i want to move on with my life and i want to help other people so there's this balance to know like when uh when we've lost weight or when we've overcome a um you know some something in our life to know that we can still talk about it but that we you know we move on and we keep growing yes. in other areas yes. and and not always be known as this person and this identity i always want to keep growing and keep learning new things and having you know new understanding so i i'll be honest i haven't actually listened to their new podcast yeah uh because i feel like i'm you know i'm learning Past new that. things and now yeah. i'm you know now i got to figure out my menopause symptoms and right you know i'm, I'm I, still I got, working I got on my girl. own business so, things you, like girl. that. But I, I I was appreciative of I wanted to mention this. Um, we do have a, a problem in the scientific community in our society, in that I think Neil deGrasse Tyson brought this up, in that it's hard for scientists to also be publicists, marketers, good for, on sure. camera, good communicators. Sure. And I think that's introverts, what, right? <laughs> that's I think that's what Jason Fung has done as a benefit to society. Yes. And is becoming more well known because he's not afraid to just be himself, to just get on camera. It doesn't have to be polished. He's sitting with a white wall behind him. I know, but he's be, he's <laughs> willing it. to get out there. He's yeah. willing to be seen, and he is he's authentic. So I think that he's done a great service in that, and yeah. that you know he is he is who he says he is. Um, so he you know he's not having to try to become a celebrity, even though he is becoming a celebrity. Um, yeah, so I you, think the you more scientific, that's not
0: his goal.
1: No, but mm-hmm. that's, that's great. You know, because then you, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to believe you more because you aren't in it just for the fame or something. Yeah. But I, it, when I started to see too, how more science, science research has been done on men and not on women and that, you know, like women's bodies are different. Our hormones are different. Um, so, so when I do go to my obese doctor, who's a male, <laughs> Um, yes. Am I really wanting to hear him completely because of the scientific studies and any scientific studies, if most of them have only been done on men. Um, I went to a cardiologist after my mini stroke when I was 43, I woke up one morning and my whole right side of my body was like weak. And I'd had a mini stroke, a TIA, and um, wow. there was no explanation. And they and then finally with the, uh, the test, they said, oh, well, you have, you know, this, this, um, This hole in your heart, you know, that 25% of the population have. Well, I'd never heard of this before. And so I started researching that a little bit. And I'd had heart arrhythmia issues for about five years. So I went to a cardiologist, had a stress test. He said, oh, it's probably premenopause. And he was a male. And I said, Mm -hmm. I can't live with this. I wake up gasping for air. So I did my own research Went on the AIP diet for three weeks and completely solved my heart arrhythmia. I have not had heart arrhythmia since. That's the auto immune,
0: auto autoimmune autoimmune
1: protocol protocol, which, which is, is tough. Not recommended long term. No, it, I really recommend don't do that long term because you, you will can't. get malnourished. Yes. It's cooked meat and cooked vegetables. That's about it.
0: And a lot it's of really greens, boring. right? A lot yeah. of uh, leafy greens. Yeah. It's and so no boring. Dairy. Yeah, it's so boring. But you're right. It's, Look what you did for yourself. If it's
1: boring, it's not sustainable. That's what I keep right. reminding myself True. too. True. Um, so anyway, so I solved my heart arrhythmia by just for three weeks. It was like it reset my system. My son had done wow. it a year early and totally cured his acne. He did it for two months he did it more extreme. You know, he <gasps> ate the, he ate the, um, you know, the organs and the Organ liver meat. and I, mm-hmm. I hate that mm-hmm. stuff. So I was just mm-hmm. like pretty basic and I only did it for three weeks, but it, it resets your system. So I recommend that for a very short time. If you want to, you know, reset I'm your that body. that in the show
0: notes, right?
1: Yeah. I, I really recommend that. I put that in my book too, but I, I, that that's that caveat. Don't do it long-term because you will get malnourished. Um, Oh no now i've got my menopause brain i was thinking about something (laughs) i've forgotten
0: well that's Um, okay because i I still have a million stress test
1: uh autoimmune oh no (laughs) okay that's okay go ahead
0: one thing you (laughs) need to consider and i i I need to encourage you to become a health coach to sign up at the institute for integrative nutrition in new york so that was me okay um yeah I, i was looking at the end of my broadcast career and I, I've always, like you, I, I'm i interested in people and helping yeah. people. It's just the way God wired me, right? I mean, it's just a yeah. wiring. Like my daughter, I'll go, why don't you tell people about that? She goes, I don't care if people change. And I'm like, oh, my whole my whole day is based on whether or not you've made a good <laughs> choice because I helped you. But my kids are like, yeah. I don't care. So yeah. it's just the way I'm wired. And so I um, did the six-month course at the Institute for Integrated Nutrition in New York, And Darren, will put that in the show notes too, because that is a great thing to have a certification, and so it gives you some weight. In fact, I'm speaking at an event in Arkansas to help people get their continuing medical education hours, and I said, "You know that I'm not a real doctor; I just think I'm one." And they said, "No, you have your health 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 certification," and they said that is all we need for you to be. And then i present scientific information. That's why I'm doing this deep dive on the cholecystokinin and you people yeah. are my guinea pigs and you're hearing it for the first time. <laughs> yeah. But all that to say that you really ought to consider, or one of those institutes where you can learn about nutrition. Now there's a caveat with that at the, during the, some of the classes at IIN they it was the last time they had uh, recorded, it was 2014. So there were no courses on fasting. So at the end, when they said, what are, what can we do differently? I said, you didn't mention one thing about fasting. And I said, I know these were recorded in 2014 and you're charging me 2021 20, prices, which is how my friend Christina said it. <laughs> but yeah. I said, you need to incorporate fasting. And I said, there was too much talk on uh, plant-based diets, which when you listen or you go to anything with Wise and Well, that podcast and that Instagram page, you will see 40-year-old women need to abandon a plant-based diet. They have to have protein yeah. or this won't all work. Yep. And so I hate that I, I and did not have that in their teaching materials, but because I've got the internet at my house, I can look these things up myself and I can do yeah. all the research. So That may just be something you would want to do in the future. I've thought of that. And that's
1: exactly why I haven't done it because I, I'm too opinionated. And once I know something for is Mm. true, I don't want you to tell me something, you know, that's historically wrong. So I don't want to take a course and become certified and learn stuff that I learned a long time ago when I was doing it myself, or reading the diet books, experiencing it for myself. And now I know that's not actually the solution. So I'm stubborn in that way. So I probably I, I understand. It would be great to be certified and become a coach, but I'm not. I'm going to disagree with eighty percent of what they're teaching me. And <laughs> so yeah, I, I you know I, so they that, need so they need something up to date. You they know do. If, if Jason. I I had looked into Mark Sisson's paleo diet. Yes, um, and he has a certification thing now, um, and I think he's starting to get on the bandwagon of the intermittent fasting too. Um, so that might be a possibility in the future. Um, but like I say, I'm ADHD and school. I hate school. I had to go back to college at at age forty take business classes. That was so hard. So I'd way rather learn it on my own, teach myself on my own. So
0: me too. Um, my son just challenged me the other day. He said, mom, why don't you have somebody on your podcast who disagrees with intermittent fasting And I said, because I can't even tolerate it. I said, (laughs) because I would say you're an idiot and I wouldn't (laughs) even give him the time of day. And my son's an engineer. And so engineers kind of look at, you know, both sides of the road there. And I'm like, sorry. I mean, I'm just close minded. Again, I'm a hundred years old. I can do what I want. And it's my podcast. I can do what I want. Okay. My daughter, my daughter's
1: an engineer, actually.
0: (laughs) Oh, is that right? They're really smart people. Oh, they are. Yeah, my Their kids brains really work differently, but I appreciated yeah. engineers come from the point that everything they have is researched and yes. this is why they've made this decision. And I go, yeah. well, I've done that. I've done the research. So if I sit there and talk to an idiot healthcare provider who disagrees, I, yeah. I said it would be, it'd be hard to keep my mouth. It, it's just hard for me to keep my mouth shut, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about dirty fasting and clean fasting. Dr. Fung is really good about promoting the clean fast. So that means, you know, during the fast, only black coffee, unsweetened tea, water, and sparkling water, but he does allow his morbidly obese patients to dip their toe into a little cream or bone broth for compliance. Did you have to do any of that in the beginning? Um,
1: well, I, because I was listening to both, uh, Jason Fung and Dr. Cyway's, um, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Robert Cies. Uh,
0: I don't know him. What spelled C, his name?
1: Uh, C W Y E S, I think, or C Y E W E S. He's on uh, YouTube too. Okay. Um, he calls himself he calls himself the Carb Addiction Doctor. So he talks a lot about carb oh, addiction. Oh,
0: good. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I learned a lot from him as I was learning also about uh, intermittent fasting from uh, Doctor yeah. Fung. Um, So both of them talk, you know, talk about the, you know, the clean and the dirty fasting for Dr. sideways talked about the, the, you know, the carb addiction and how for himself, uh, he lost a lot of weight and it helped him to replace. So if you're, if you're getting rid of something, you replace it. So somebody who's quitting smoking, they put the nicotine patches on or they do e-cigarettes or something. And it slowly winds you down. It slowly weans you off, weans you off what it was. So what I did was, um, I got a lot of zero carb and zero calorie drinks. So I wouldn't say they were clean fasting because they right. had artificial sweeteners, yeah. artificial colors, all of those things. But when you're coming off a 30, well, I was, let's say 49, 48, 49 years old, coming out of 35 years of dieting. i wanted to be gentle to myself because other times I've gone on diets and been really hard on myself and it wasn't sustainable. I couldn't sustain it and keep it up. And so this helped me to replace the cookie with a soda. It helped me replace a chocolate bar. So you
0: had that during, but did you have that during the fast? During the my fast. Drinks during the fast. Okay. Now, just so people are understanding, the clean yeah. fast, we really say nothing of any flavor because it triggers insulin, but yeah. you are, have the same philosophy. Dr. Fung is also saying if you're coming from a high weight or addiction, because that's kind of yeah. what that, this is, yeah. then you may have to ease into fasting Yeah, with this. I, I, I totally respect that because it worked for you. Did it make you hungry though? No, it didn't make me hungry
1: because the artificial for me. I don't think that artificial sweetener triggers it as much in me as it would if it was actually sugar. I know that some they do say that the the artificial sweeteners can trigger it in your brain Insulin, and your right. brain it thinks does. it the yeah. same. Yeah, but I wasn't craving it. So for me, the key okay. was always: Do I want more? And so I knew for my particular body, if I wanted a second can of pop, if I wanted, you know, whatever it was, then I know, okay, my body sees this as, you know, I I can't stop. It's a craving. That's, I'm putting that in that um, addiction container or that box that that's what I'm addicted to. You know how people, some people are addicted to chips and other people are addicted to sweets it's that same idea. It's like your addiction isn't going to be the same as mine and same as somebody else. So everyone has to figure out what is it that you are really addicted to? What is it that you're really drawn to? Um, and what are those chemicals? So for me, um, you know, artificially sweetened drinks were helpful at the beginning. I knew I didn't want to do it long-term because you can get, you know, aspartame is terrible and you can get cancer just from that too. So, I knew it was temporary and I knew it was going to help me get over, you know, eating those cookies and eating those candies and those chocolate. Um, Very rarely, very rarely. I, you know, I try to get ice water and, and herb tea with no honey. I, I used to be, oh my goodness, I ate so much honey thinking honey's healthy, (laughs) and it, um you know honey and everything thinking that honey yeah. was healthy so well, it goes um, back
0: to those hunger hormones remember as as i said the yeah we are hormonally wired to eat and to stop and honey yeah. triggers the same pathway to yeah. make you desire often desire yeah. more sweets but it also triggers insulin insulin then stops the fat yeah. burning process and you fat store so yeah. it it may be the lesser of some evils because you know, here's the thing: we we can't judge what someone else is going through because we're not in their shoes. It's the same no, thing with you choosing no. your feasting and fasting window. You did what yeah. worked for you, and that's all that yeah. matters. And you have eighty pound weight loss, and you're a hottie at 5'5", You know you're fine. You know, move on. You don't have to. You don't have to make any excuses for that. So for now, like today it's almost noon. It's 1130 and we're in the central time zone together. When do you plan to eat today? Do you do that day by day or do you think, um, no, I'm going to do this eating uh, window on Tuesdays because it's Tuesday and on Wednesdays I do something else. How do you do that? Um, it's,
1: it's very casual. My, my, um, daughter still lives with me. she, she's on a completely different sleep schedule and stuff. So we usually have one meal together, but yeah, about now it's like, Oh, I probably better eat, but I'm not hungry at all, you know, and I've got left leftover, um, stir fry from yesterday. Um, some meat, uh, some chicken, some broccoli that I cooked with and made some, made a cheese sauce, you know, so I've got some leftovers. So, Whatever time I start eating, well, it's the leftovers from supper the day before, or if my fridge is empty, I got to start to cook from scratch again. Um, so yeah, it's it's very random. I usually, I, I going back to that other question about what to eat when you're fast or what to drink when you're fasting or clean fasting, um, I never was a coffee drinker. Uh, when we lived in Brazil, they drink a lot of coffee down there. So I learned to oh, yeah. uh, drink the lattes, which are wonderful, but yeah. I learned to drink coffee last year when I was losing the weight because, um, it was like, it was sort of like a comfort thing. And, you know, Dr. Fung talked about having coffee and maybe some cream in it. So I started buying whipped cream, um, and putting it in my coffee. So I started to have that as the habit and it was, um, it was sort of fun. I started understanding why people have get up and think I want coffee in the morning. So I have had coffee more often and I, don't like it black. So I will put cream in it. Um, so, but I, I'm not ever wanting a second cup. It's not really making, I mean, maybe it, maybe it raises the insulin a little bit, but it's like, I'm not craving it again. Yeah,
0: That's right. Yeah. Again, you have to do what works for you An 80 pound weight loss and you're not white knuckling it every day thinking, Oh my gosh, when do I open my window? You're doing fine. Let's talk about, we just have a few more minutes. Um, my, my son's birthday's this week, son, what do you want for your dessert? And he's not a dessert eater, but he said, I want a cream cheese pound cake. So I've got that on my menu. I'm going to go in there and bake. Would you ever bake something again? Do you ever eat a bite of something sweet?
1: Well, uh, as I was saying, my daughter just got married. Um, I flew across the country over to the West coast and my son-in-law baked the wedding cake. I went oh. a, a week early. He loves to bake. He's, uh, quite an exceptional fellow and and they wanted carrot cake so he made three and a half batches of carrot cake I didn't have to make it at all I love it which was great so I wasn't tempted uh, and then for decorating the cake because I used to decorate cakes all the time wow I took the decorating supplies with me and made the cream cheese frosting um and I, I had a taste to make sure it tasted right and then when we were actually at um we we my my daughter and uh, new son-in-law, they rented an Airbnb for my family and his family. So we got to know each other really well. 12 people in the house <laughs> for, for three days during the wedding. And oh, um, so I got five other people to help decorate the wedding cake. It was so much fun. It was all millennials mostly there. Love and, it. you know, my son ended up, you know, decorating the bottom half of the cake it was, you know, white on white, you know, decorating it white yep. and then adding the white decorations. But it was it was freeing for me because my identity doesn't have to be associated with being a cake decorator anymore. That's it's, awesome. It was very freeing. I loved, loved that feeling. So I've made uh, banana bread maybe twice in the last year. I think I made cookies once I, I made dipped chocolates a couple times, you know, and I'll have a tight, I'll have a taste, but I'm not, I'm not inhaling it like I used to, because yep. this might be the only one I make in the next six months. You know, it's like, it's just, I'm free. I'm free of that feeling that I've got to bake. I've got to cook, a, or yeah, bake in most most ways. Um, well, cooking is different, you know. Cooking yeah, for sure. I'm learning how to cook and be known as a cook instead of known as a baker.
0: Baker, yeah, they're so, two different things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they yeah, are. That's why I love cooking because there's no measuring involved. I can eyeball yeah. it, you know, and I just yes. taste it, and I can yes. whisk this and do that. So, yeah, baking yeah. is a That's why it's a different animal for me. You have an incredible story, Wendy. You have reinvented yourself more times than Madonna, I I swear. (laughs) I mean, you, uh, great story. I will put in the show notes um, your former podcast. I'll find that. And the book that you authored um, and the other things you mentioned. But you have a lot of things to inspire people about. I do encourage you to get some kind of certification because you have a lot To share with people and you need to get paid for your time because thank you, if you go back to what the bible says the, the bible says a worker is worthy of his wages so whether you yeah. believe the bible anymore you know it still in your you can still <laughs> yeah, hear those, some of those words oh yeah so, Oh, great I got all job that... for you yeah
1: thank you and so I much lisa that... this was fantastic i haven't been interviewed i was interviewed a lot when i had my own podcast you know like a couple of years ago but this is the first interview in, in several years, and it's it's exciting to meet people in this new community that I've become a part of, and it's exciting to meet you and Darren, and I'm, I'm really happy to make new friends. It's great.
0: Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by clantoncreative.com.